Thank you guys for joining us for Conversations with Yolanda. I'm so excited to, to be here today with my special guest. You know, on these conversations, we've been talking to business owners, entrepreneurs, social enterprise impact people. And I'm so excited to have Stefan James here with me today. Hello, Stefan. Hello, it's so good to be with you, Yolanda. Thank oh, you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I've been looking forward to this and uh, been thinking about your book and want to talk a little bit about your book. And But first, I want to just start off, just have you introduce yourself to those that will be listening to the show. Okay, well... I'm a guy that grew up in Liberty Hill, South Carolina. If you don't know where that is, no. <laughs> we had a general store and a post office, and then the general store closed down. Uh, we were about 21 miles from the closest town. I grew up there, um, graduated uh, high school there. I uh, did 22 and a half years United States Air Force. Oh, wow. The most phenomenal times of my life. Uh, I've been in business the last 20 years, started an office business, um, furniture and commercial construction in Nebraska, actually moved to Tennessee in 2002, uh, it for about 12 years, but I worked in business the entire time doing real estate. And so for the last 20 years, I've been doing real estate, building, um, uh, property management, development, and have just fell in love with being able to see how business actually interacts in ministry and actually is, according to scripture, a big part of the way Jesus said, occupy or work till I return. So working is something that's dear to his heart and it's dear to my heart. So now I'm in business, I travel and minister overseas, I work quite a bit and just my life out and do whatever God puts into my hand. That is so good. I am so glad that you said about business and ministry together. And one of the things that, that I'm passionate about is that how can believers make an impact, kingdom impact in the marketplace? And that oh, a lot of a lot of people feel like, oh, I have to be at the church, I have to be in a pulpit to even to make a kingdom impact, but we can make an impact in the marketplace. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And um, as a matter of fact, I believe if you look at the scriptures, there was only one tribe of priests, and there was actually 13 tribes of, uh, 12 tribes of those that were kings and marketplace people. So those percentages kind of stand the reason. So if we are in him, wherever we are, is our place of ministry, whether you're pastoring as a principal of a school, whether you're pastoring the people that are a part of your business, whether you're being an establisher of new business, entrepreneurial, with an apostolic gifting upon you. And I tell you, even in a business meeting, one of the things you need to be as prophetic as anyone as there's ever been. Yes. What's coming at you, where's the wisdom, words of knowledge, all of that becomes critical for the business owner to know what to do, when to do, how to do, and who to do it with. Exactly. That is so good. One of the things that, that I know that you're working on and, and I'm so excited about it, but I wanted to ask you a question. How did you get involved in this justice movement with, you know, you have your book champions of justice, but you're doing the justice challenge. Kind of tell me, how did that come about? 
Well, you know, every now and then you get shocked with things and surprised with things. And I won't go into the whole story, but yes. I, I became interested in it. Um, it, it actually became interesting to me. I've been traveling to Africa um, this year. I'm getting to leave in a couple of weeks uh, for about 16 years in a row. Mm. And when you go to Africa, you don't want to carry a message that a United States message. Yeah. Uh, church of, of the Western Catholic If you want a message that resonates with the people, that's applicable no matter where you are. Yes. And, and I, I can't say that I had this idea of justice. It just morphed over time. And so over the last four to five years, it kind of started picking up steam. And then I actually taught it a little bit about it um, to a group over there. The first night we had like 60 people. After I delivered the first night, the second night, we had over 120. Wow. And they said, man, where did you hear this stuff? I said, I didn't hear it. I just started seeing it in the scriptures, actually in the back. Well, then someone out of the blue told me God spoke to them in a dream that I was supposed to write this. I had no idea what they had a book on. Wow. In fact, I never even thought I would write a book. But I'm one of these. We know in part, we see in part. So some of the stuff that we might see right now, we might not even ever see again, or God might show us something new. So when I sit down to write, I sat down on the 3rd of January, 2015, and 23 days later, I started with it. I've never written a book before in my life. Wow. And 75% of what I wrote, I had never studied, I had never seen, I had never even thought I was sick. God just opened the scriptures to so when I finished it, I looked at it and went, I don't even know if this is going to be a trick with a good So I sent it to a couple of people and they said, oh my goodness, this is something that could really rock nation. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. So that's how I got started in it. And I, I, I was, um, I, even after I got the book just about finished, we were in the editing process. And I was teaching over in Africa, in Nigeria. And I had a young man. Uh, we were, they were taking notes. It was kind of like an interactive service. Yes. And the young man asked me, so what's your definition of justice? And I, I got to admit, I had uh, Webster's definition of justice. Mm-hmm. I had other people's definition of justice. But I never really saw what was the definition of justice. So it set me on a search. So I, this is what I came up with. Justice is a capability means as a willingness to set things right for others in a just way for the just one. Mm. And when you talk about a champion of justice, he is someone that we willingly use his capability and means to set things right for others in a just way yes. for the just one. But That's so good. Be, yes. There has to be some criteria there because what I have learned is people see I name this justice that I'm doing, and there seems to be this nobility to that, or there seems to be this moral uh, hierarchy that we have, or this moral privilege we have because we name something justice. Yeah. But my question is, is your justice just? Yes. And are you measuring the justice to ensure you don't go into error with it? Because yes. one of the worst things you can do is error when it comes to justice. It's one thing to be unjust. It's another thing to judge unjustly when you're in that position. That is so good. That I'm, I'm telling you, because a lot of times what we, we see as justice is when something benefits us 
or something that makes uh, us feel good. That's right. That's right. We that's don't it. see the other side of it as quick as we do. We see our side of it. That's right. Because it is a prevailing thing. Uh, and we want to label things, but here's what the scripture cautions us on. It's that much of what we do at the best mocks justice and at the worst is perverted justice. And it tells us, be careful not to pervert justice. Now, let me tell you, because one thing about justice I've learned, justice is always blind, but never death. Wow, that's so good. Say that again. Say that again. Oh, my goodness. Justice is always blind, but never death. It will never operate from partiality. It will never operate from bias. It will never have an intention malign or very malicious. It will always have an equity. Three things. Let me give you these three things mm-hmm. real quick. Justice will always have an objective right, which means an objective measure, an objective standard that it operates from. It is a way of behaving in any situation. Number two, it will always have an equity position mm. or equity um, or an established equity. This is something that's a set up before you ever run into a situation and it gives you the way to think. And the third thing we will have is a deductive truth. It's a truth that doesn't have a personal pronoun. It's a truth that's, that's willing to be scrutinized and willing to be interrogated. Unless those three things have been used to measure your justice, your justice may not be just. Mm, that is so good. So we say we're doing justice, but how are we measuring that? Yes. If we're not measuring it. We've got to be careful because much of what we're calling justice is our, like you said, our own selfishness, our own vindication, our own righting of wrong, and it has none of the the criteria of justice. Justice will always have its partners. Mm-hmm. Mercy, compassion, and a, a sense of humility. Yes. Matter of fact, one of the things is uh, it's humility, but this is the way of justice. Mm, that's good. You know, in your book, uh, Champions of Justice, what do you remember, uh, what is the chapter that you remember the most as you was writing, when you think back? You, you, you know, I, if I could, and I, I, I'm going to do a flash on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the kickoff of a 10-chapter, two-and-a-half-week journey of Jesus from Galilee to Jerusalem. And it kicks off with the parable of the Samaritans. Here's a guy that's going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he falls and he meets this guy. Um, and, and this guy falls on my feet, and then just three people come by. You have a priest come by, a Levite, and then a Samaritan. But a Samaritan would have hated this guy. But here's what the thing was. This was in response to a lawyer's question, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, um, tell him about, uh, he talks about being a good neighbor. He said, who's my neighbor? Well, he uses the Samaritan as the example of a good neighbor. And mm. then he tells him, Here's a guy that you should hate and that should hate you, but you take him, you patch up his wounds, and you take him to an end, and you pay his bills, and you do everything for him. And he tells that lawyer, you go do likewise, and you will have eternal life. That's show-stopping. That's mm. staggering. Wow. This guy wants to know about eternal life, and Jesus says, this is your example of it. 
Now fast forward two and a half weeks to the end of Jesus' journey, and he uses a guy by the name of Zacchaeus in the 19th chapter of Luke. And Zacchaeus is this guy that um, climbs up in a tree. Jesus comes through town. Uh, he sees it, and Jesus got a full entourage. They talk like it could have just been thousands of people. Jesus leaves thousands of people in the middle of the road and goes to have lunch with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then it says about Zacchaeus, it says, half his good, he gives to the poor. Then he goes into the parable and tells he said, you've got to be like a Samaritan, and you've got to be like Black Tyler. These two things stopped my world as I was writing this book. Wow. I've never seen them before. All the years I've read through the Bible, I never saw those two as the fifteen of Jesus' beginning his journey to Jerusalem to die. And the last person he talks to before he goes into Jerusalem and is going to be crucified is a guy named Zacchaeus. Mm. A little sawed off short guy that uh, climbed up in a tree. If wow. You can't imagine. You, can, you talk about the scriptures just coming alive. Yeah. Those two stories were the two that taught me the most. Wow, that is. So, I, I'm gonna have to go back and read and read and study that because you, you know how you you'll read a scripture years before and you read it again in another season or another time and you be like, oh my god, I never saw that. I never got that revelation um, for that scripture. So that is so good. One of the things that um, when when writing a book, there can be some some hard times or times where you got kind of like stuck or time that you feel like, okay, should I really be finishing this book? Or you put it down for a minute. Can you remember a time that, that, that was difficult during your writing process? Because I, 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 I go ahead. That's a good question. That's a very good question. I don't know if it was during the writing process because it happened so quick. Well, first of all, deciding to write it. Yes. Because I really struggled with if I felt like God could I didn't even know if I could write a paragraph or mm, Wow. Um, but then the next part of it was during the editing process, I said, God, I, I, here's the, here's, I, I'll be as honest with you as I can on that. I would read stuff in that book and I said, God, where did this come from? Mm. I, I don't even know this. Wow. But it's on this paper and it makes sense. It was so humbling. I was afraid to let it be published. I was afraid to let it be out because I'm like, I'm a public here. I don't know. I, I hope I don't get locked small at me. <laughs> but I believe this to be your truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was probably the most shaking part. And I'm a very private person. Yes, you so are. Look at that. And look at God is going to just use it for just impacting many. And that brings me to your justice challenge that you've been doing. Tell those that are listening about your justice challenge and kind of where do you see that going? Is there other challenges that are going to be coming forth? Yeah. um, And I don't even remember who came up with this wild idea. I got this phenomenal group of people around me that helped with this justice. They read the book and they just got on fire and said, hey, we need to do something with us. The okay. challenge is this. We want to get, begin to identify. We, I know actual justice are going on out there. Yes. Actual justice is when somebody is selfish, 
treacherously, willingly using their capability in me. And we want to start a, a justice movement mm-hmm. where people are not doing things for their own benefit, yes. not doing anything to be noted. And yes. that was the thing about uh, Zacchaeus. He wasn't doing what he was doing to be noticed. Yes. He didn't take that wrong. He was just doing it. So we're doing, uh, we're putting out there anyone that has these effects. And we think right now we're going to do it yearly. We just okay. finished one. We had two phenomenal winners of it. Yes. And we put it out there and said, if you know anyone doing acts of justice, selflessly giving their capability and means to put things right for others and just way for just one, then we want you to send in videos, send in clips, tell us about them. We want to recognize them and we yes. are taking fun. Every bit of the funds for this book has to go to Act of Justice. That's good. Personally, and they can't go to um, my favorite business, they have to go to Act of Justice. So we want to reward these things and get people to do it. I don't mean any harm. There are many social justice things that are going out there, but they are not making things right for others and putting them back in community. Here's what a justice person and a personal rights to do. Their whole intent is either to bring people back to community where they're functioning at a, at a healthy level in community, or they're protecting the community from oppression from those on the outside. But mm-hmm. yet, it always has to be done in a merciful and compassionate way. Yes. This is one of the things I say. Every man deserves justice, but mm-hmm. not every man is just. Yes. But even when a man is not just, it still must be applied by us. Amen. Yes. You cannot ever get justice by being an unjust person. That's and right. So many of the movements we're seeing right now have a couple of elements that that really cringe my spirit mm-hmm. because they are they are focused on one sided and they don't represent what I believe justice entails. Um, Proverbs chapter twenty eight verse five says this: Evil men uh, do not understand justice. But those that seek the Lord understand it completely. Yolanda, mm. one of the first things I had to realize was I had a very narrow, very limited, very misguided view of justice. Mm-hmm. And until I could bring myself to a refocusing, a rekindling, a retooling of who and what God intended for justice to be, I couldn't operate like I should. Wow, that is so good. You know, I'm I'm excited about what's going to happen with the book and what's going to happen, how communities are going to be impacted. And, and I just love the fact that all the proceeds for the book goes toward justice, uh, things out in the community and giving back. You know, you're doing a lot. You're an entrepreneur, you're a writer, you're a speaker, you do ministry internationally. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Kenya with you. <laughs> and, and just, I'm just, yes. How do you balance it all? You know, we talk about balancing what God has called us to do and then how we're making an impact on our, in, with our business and in the community. What, what works for you and how are you balancing it all?
and wings our ears to hear as one who is taught. She gives us everything we need to know. And in Psalms, we tell that He will guide our steps, He will direct our path, He will make us to know what we're to do. And when we operate at that point, yes. I don't see that we wear ourselves out because we don't give out of ourselves. That's when we get worn down. Yes, that's so good. That's we, so good. We are drawing from the overflow of Him. Yes. All things are possible. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is withheld from us. We accomplish everything that He wants and then some. Yes. You will do exceedingly abundantly above all you can So if I've imagined it, I've already insulted him by not thinking it. Yes. So how can I say that I'm worn out from his purpose and his intent? I just don't think you can do that. That's so good. Exactly. And I think sometimes we just say yes. That is so true because a lot of times we're saying yes to things that God is not. It can be a good thing, but it's not what for you to be doing in this season or you to be doing, period. And so being able to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Yes. Hey, we can do a good thing. And be the wrong thing. Exactly. Like, just because something is good doesn't mean it's right. Right. It doesn't mean it's right for us. Exactly. And sometimes we sacrifice. John Collins says and it's good to great. Sometimes good is the enemy of your brain. Yes. Yes. And so this conversation has gone so quickly. So my last question is how do people get, follow you on social media to, to look you know, to view some of the justice challenges or to purchase the book, tell them how they can get okay. in contact with you. Very good, very good. Uh, well, you can go to um, thewayofjustice.com, thewayofjustice.com, all one word. And you can go on the website there. You can see how they get the book, Champions of Justice. It's also an audio book. It's on Audible. Yes. Um, I actually did the book. I think the book is phenomenal. It's like storytelling. Yes. It's tremendous. You will also see some interviews and, and some more dialogue about Justin. We're about to uh, launch some more in-depth studies on the uh, subject of the justice. I'll, be, I'll give you guys a little tidbit. I've already got a couple of other books I already wrote. Yes, exactly. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and, and the next book uh, on justice will be called uh, Justice and Forcery. Mm. After I did the book on Champions of Justice, I went back to the scriptures and God just peeled back the layers and showed me things I never even saw the first time. Mm -hmm. And that will be in that book to help um, season you. And, uh, because here's what the Bible tells us. It says that justice is the foundation of God's throne. Mm. And that he will establish and uphold justice, uh, uh, justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, even to the end of the world. And the zeal of the Lord will accomplish So if God is establishing and upholding it all the way to the end of time, but that's how Isaiah 9, um, chapter 9, then we have to understand that what he's doing is going to last and go beyond anything we can imagine. So we need to be a part of this justice. So go to uh, thewayofjustice.com, read about it, get, uh, send emails, send polls, uh, like the stuff, and you'll see more uh, podcasts, and you'll see more Facebook Live. That'll be coming down the road. Okay. Great. Thank
thank you, Stefan, for joining me today. This conversation was great, and I'm, I'm sure we'll do it again. But I, I'm looking forward to the things that are coming and the, the additional books that are coming. And so thank you again for joining me today. Yolanda, I appreciate you. I honor you, my sister. Continue to do the good work for the Lord and continue to be a champion of justice. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Yes.